Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Today, you're going to hear a story of hope so great Hollywood couldn't write it. You'll hear from a woman, Sharon Wise, who was once a homeless drug addict fighting undiagnosed bipolar disorder. She is now an artist, author, and advocate who has helped thousands of people. I met Sharon when we both won honors from the National Council. Before we begin, let me remind you that you can find other stories of hope at thebalancemind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. And now, here's Sharon. My name is Sharon Wise. My occupation is as a federal consultant, and I also am the executive director of the Gregory Project of Washington, D.C., which gave birth to the House of Sharon, which is my art side, where I do all of the drawing and painting. Could you tell us a little bit about your books? I wrote a series of children's books. There are 11 books called the S. Dillon Collection. And the books are about a dog named Dylan who has bipolar and a trauma history. He was abandoned on the doorstep of this young girl named Isis's house. They address different issues from different types of family structures to illiteracy, bullying. I wrote them so that children can know about mental illness at a very early age. What is your diagnosis? Bipolar with major depression. How would you describe yourself as a child? I was the child with the lemonade stand that put on the variety shows. And even though I was being abused and neglected in my home and in other people's home who my mom would send me to, the arts was always my outlet to express what I was going through, be it the pain, the joy, the laughter, the tears. It would come out in a role play or an act or a theater that people would clap for me, that made me feel like I was loved. But when the cameras and lights and all the action would be over, then I would get depressed all over again. And I was a very sickly child, but most of the illnesses were born out of the abuse. So when I got one of my mother's friends or my, one of my stepfather's friends would touch me, instead of me telling, I would get physically ill and end up in hospitals, and that went on all of my life as a child and young adult. You're now not only just sick from the abuse, but sick from having to carry the burden of these secrets. Correct. I was nine years old when I first ran away from home. What happened as you became a teenager? I got worse. I began to do all kinds of drugs. I was drinking. I had been drinking since I was five. I began to skin pop heroin. I was running away more. I was hanging out with kids who were stealing out of stores and running away too. So by this time, I guess 11, 12 years old, I knew a group of kids who would run away to different old apartment buildings. Sometimes when I'm presenting, people ask me, why didn't you go home? And I said, sleeping under a bridge, that was better than where I lived. I had two children by the time I was 18 and they both ended up in foster care. 
how did your circumstances make you feel? Hopeless, that I was never going to amount to anything, that I was stupid like I used to get called, that I was better off dead, which gave birth to at least 20 suicide attempts from the time, I guess, 9 or 10, when I first started cutting myself up until I overdosed on drugs, a lot of drinking until I passed out, running off with drug dealers' drugs so they could beat me to death. They would beat me, but I wouldn't die. Constantly putting myself in situations that were harmful, but that was all because of me having a trauma history with the mental illness. My friends and family called me Angel, but what I needed was an angel. <laughs> Hi there. This is Susan Resco, Executive Director of the Balanced Mind Foundation. I just wanted to butt in here for a minute to remind you that Flip Switch is the production of the Balanced Mind Foundation. We depend on support from listeners like you to keep this podcast coming to you for free. Please, if you like what you hear, consider making a contribution to help us cover our production costs. Look for the green donate button on our website, thebalancemind.org, and while you're there, Take a moment to sign up for our e-newsletter or friend us on Facebook, where we post flip switch podcasts and blogs. Our website, again, is thebalancemind.org. Thanks so much. Now, back to our show. When did life start changing for the better? After my last incarceration, and it really changed me because I felt like I wanted a better life. There were so many periods where I was running to people who had fallen so low behind the eight ball, people that were shooting dope in their neck like I had done on many occasions, but hit a vein, ended up being paralyzed, and I started to want something better. About how old were you? 24 years old. You had also gone through hospitalizations, right? Many hospitalizations, over 20. The rebirth came out of my art, so I remember going to art therapy. I gave birth to a collection of artwork called from pieces to what peace is. And that really started me on a whole new path. Can you tell us about your other accomplishments? I was living in consumer housing, which is when you live in a group home setting, and was given the opportunity to go and get my GED. So I decided to go back to school and I got my GED and I went to a Lincoln University in Oxford, Pennsylvania where I worked on my bachelor's degree and my master's at the same time. And it was very, very difficult, but I did <laughs> it. And that fall I started working on my PhD. Small dreams, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, small dreams, small exactly. Dreams. I'm a level two certified addictions counselor, I'm a certified mental health counselor. You've helped over 2,000 people with mental health. What are the tools of your mental health survival kit that you can share with some of our listeners? Of course, my faith. Peer support is like number one. Having people who would live the experience, talk to, go places with. They need to be in intake centers, welcoming their peers when they get to a facility, if that's the case, be it inpatient or outpatient. Can you tell us what your books are about? Most of them are about me in a way that other people can identify with. Then I've written several plays. Two of my most popular plays, one I called I Wish, and the other one, which I'm presently holding auditions for, called Meet Me on the Moon, are stories from pieces of my life. The general theme around my plays is the fact that Bad things happen, that recovery also happens. 
And how can people order your books? Email me at thehouseofsharon at msn.com. Can you tell us about your children that you now have back in your life? How did this happen? Having both of my children back in my life has been the gift that I believe that my God, who I serve, has. It was just amazing. Judge agreed to give me my son back and give me legal custody of him. It was not easy. I had to show myself approved. Got legal custody of my son in 1995. Oh, okay. At that time, my daughter, who I surrendered when she was six weeks old, I just found her on Facebook three years ago. I have three grandchildren, and I love them, and they love me. And Wow. It was 27 years. If nothing else good happens for me in my life, having both of my children back is, was just great. To conclude, whether you're fighting depression or bipolar, there really is hope. If you know someone who feels hopeless, Share this story. Remember, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs by visiting www.thebalancemind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at flip switch teens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.